What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Geno Time Podcast here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Tom Westerholm. I'm joined tonight by exclusively Nicole Yang. The original Geno Time crew rides again. Nicole, how are you doing? Great, Tom. How are you? Fantastic. We are we're recording this at 8.30 on Sunday night. I feel like around the start of free agency is always when you really have to start like time stamping things so people know like, oh, no, I'm not ignoring the fact the Celtics just traded half their roster for Bradley Beal or whatever. So nothing's happened yet, but free agency starts tomorrow. We've got some rumors. But first, and I think most importantly, Geno Time has some news to break. Uh, last week, I believe uh, either Thursday or Friday, Javante Green was in Boston. Nicole, uh, reacts to the biggest news of pre-agency so far. So it was actually Wednesday. Wednesday evening, a Geno Time source texted the whole Geno Time crew, including Chris Grenham, who unfortunately is at a wedding in San Diego right now. He texted us saying, just saw Javante walk into a restaurant in Charlestown. And he was wearing a shirt of Jalen's juice merch. And he was with a girl. So not with any Celtics related people or anything, but Javante is in town. He still obviously is very close with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum wished him happy birthday. And in that Instagram post said, like, we're going to run it back basically with another shamrock emoji. Jason Tatum has been real loose with the shamrock emojis. (laughs) Javante's here, which is interesting though, too, because he's not just hanging out with Tatum because Tatum's in Tokyo. I just remembered. So I don't know why he's here then. I doubt Jalen is in Boston. Jalen's a world traveler. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. After our initial source reached out, I reached out to another source who said not to make anything of it. He confirmed that Javante was in Boston, but said, don't make too much of it. Which, sure, on the Wednesday before free agency, Javante Green, who is best friends with Jason Tatum, and who Jason Tatum dropped a shamrock emoji on um, and said, we're going to run it back. Yeah, I'll just not make a big deal out of that one. <laughs> I have a hard time imagining that it was nothing, I guess. Uh, and especially because, like you said, Tatum's in Tokyo. Javante lives in, like, Virginia. Like, he's not, like, that's where his home is. Like And, like, loves Virginia. And, like, during yeah. the All-Star break, had a flight at 6 a.m. the next day to go back to Virginia and has kids and a family. So I don't think he's just going to be in Boston to hang out. I don't know. It doesn't seem particularly likely. I think the thing about Javante too is that if the Celtics brought him in, and again, this is the most important of the free agency rumors that we're going to touch on today is Javante Green. If the Celtics brought him back, I do think that he makes a lot of sense on the end of a bench. He's super athletic. He can defend. He doesn't make sense as a rotation guy. You know, that was a little bit beyond, I think, his pay grade. But if you're bringing him in as a guy who has immaculate vibes, who gets along really well with both of your team's superstars, that is the perfect 14th or 15th guy on your roster. If I were the Celtics, and he's not going to cost that much, I would 100% try to bring him back. No, for sure. The problem with the Celtics roster like last year and the year before is that they had too many 14th and 15th mans. So they would need to shed, I would say, like Carson Edwards or some of the dead weight on the roster, I think, for it to really make sense for Javante to have a spot. But if they can figure that out, he is the guy that you would want in that spot over like a Carson or whoever. I like how Carson is the like insert bad player here he's just the guy we're going to use but like there are others like I don't know what Shemi Ojale's future holds but like I think at this point like Javante honestly might make more sense than Shemi Ojale given the other potential moves the Celtics could make the thing about Shemi is that like Javante he makes a lot of sense 
as like you said, the Celtics had a lot of those guys who, who make the most sense as like a 13th to 15th guy. And I like Shemi a lot, but I, I think that that's where he is right now as a player. He, like he makes a lot of sense to be your 13th best player and like the 13th guy off your bench because you can put him in in the right spots, use him in the right spots. And if he contributes, great. And if not, you know, you didn't bring him in to be a regular contributor. I mean, last year there were there were times when Shemi Ojale was, I mean, there were times when he started, there were times when he was the first guy off the bench. Like that's just above his pay grade. That was the problem with last year's Celtics roster. And we've talked about it before on the pod. That was the problem with Danny Ainge's whole plan was that there was a bunch of really good guys and a bunch of guys who should have been like, like, you know, 12 to 15 men. And like, that doesn't work. And Shemi too, like had good moments. Like there was 100%. a point in the 2018 playoffs where people called him like the Giannis stopper and like he was the Celtics secret weapon against the Bucks. So like, it's not all bad with him, but it's just, you can't have Shemi Ojale, Carson Edwards, Javante Green, Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, even like you just can't have all of them on the roster. So I think if the Celtics had to choose, Javante Green would make a lot of sense because of his relationship with Jason Tatum, like they're legit close. Close, like not Bradley Beal level close, but like, I feel like this is the equivalent of, I mean, this is obviously tough because they're actual brothers, but like the equivalent of having like Thanasis on the Bucks, like would Thanasis Antetokounmpo have a contract with the Milwaukee Bucks if Giannis was not on that team? Probably not, but it makes Giannis really happy and he can play if necessary. It's like a more solidified version of bringing in Emil Jefferson. It's a guy that your star likes to hang out with. And by the way, a guy that your other star also likes to hang out with. Like, you know, he's wearing Jalen's merch. It's honestly, it makes a lot of sense to bring Javante Green back. Um, maybe he'll help, you know, bridge whatever divide seems harsh, but just maybe make them a little closer. Maybe help facilitate some hangouts. Well, everybody says, I think very correctly, that they don't hang out. But he's the bridge. <laughs> like, everybody likes hanging out with Javante. Just put them both in a room with Javante. It'll, it'll go really well. <laughs> I mean, I think Gino Time clearly approves this signing. We will see if it actually happens. Give Tatum a pal to hang out with. Like, who is it right now? Literally, who is it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, smart, I guess. I mean, they've been around for a long time, but I don't think they're that tight. Exactly. Nick Sang's not here anymore. Yeah. Javante Green's not here. We know Tatum likes a little spotlight. Tristan Thompson's not here anymore. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's also, it's hard to say too, because we were not in the locker room last year. So we don't actually know how some of those relationships developed. But based on what we know from as recently as March, 2020, I think having a Javante in the locker room would really help. A, a lot of the guys on the roster last year were so young. They were trying to figure out the NBA. They didn't have a ton of time to be out like hanging out with Tatum or whatever too. So. And in the locker room, the setup was, was him and Javante. Javante would like steal his lotion, steal his deodorant, like steal all his toiletries and stuff. Like it was very clear that they were tight even before like all the bubble stuff came out and like real more reporting came out about their relationship. But just any observer could have seen that. Totally. Javante was a lot of fun. You can't really overstate his like positive energy on a locker room with reporters, with players, with everybody. I mean, you you wrote a story about him and like solving Rubik's cubes. Like he was just a fun guy. Like, you know, He'd, he'd walk behind like reporters and like tap, you know, the op- just that dumb trick where it's like tap the opposite side and try to get him to look. That doesn't really matter because reporters don't really matter. But like, if you've got somebody who can jumpstart some of that positivity, I like, again, this, the Celtics teams have not looked like they're having much fun over the last few years. So like bring in somebody fun. I don't know. It makes sense to me. No, the vibes were definitely good. But so what's the current situation though? Is it 
So the Celtics, I believe, have 14 players under some form of contract right now. Now, a couple of those guys, Chris Dunn, he's under contract, but there's a lot of reporting right now that suggests that he's on his way out at some point. Celtics are going to find a place for him. That also included Jabari Parker, whose deal, I believe, is only partially guaranteed, or it might be completely unguaranteed, but one way or the other, like he would not be hard to get rid of. Not that the Celtics are going to be like looking for, you know, necessarily to get rid of a guy just to bring in Javante, but there's some flexibility on the roster, but it is starting to fill up a little bit and they are out pursuing other guys who we're going to talk about briefly in a minute here. I mean, if these are the 14, Javante Green is not going to be the 15th man. Right, correct. Yes. However, there's totally a case here. Like Jabari Parker fits into, in my opinion, the 13th to 15th man spot. There's totally a case here to just wave him and sign Javante in my opinion like Javante Green is going to be affordable it's not like he's going to break the bank and I think this also can bring us into we did want to touch on a couple of names like we're not going to make our entire free agency preview Javante Green we just want to note that Javante Green was in Boston and we think he'd be a great addition it's starting to sound like the Celtics are not going to employ Evan Fournier next year. It sounds like he's angling for something in the like the 18 to 20 million dollar range. And I think that would be okay if you're the Celtics if it wasn't for the fact that you're obviously building for free agency cap space next year. Like they are obviously hoping that Bradley Beal is going to hit free agency and decide that he wants to come play with his buddy Jason Tatum. Makes perfect sense to me. Like, I think that's the right thing to do. So, so that I think is, is worth noting that Fournier might not be with the team. As such, it seems like the Celtics are pursuing guys who might be wings, guys who might be forwards. According to the Boston Globe's Adam Himmelsbach, they're taking a look at Jeff Green, at Rudy Gay, and interestingly, Kelly Olenek, who had a great time in Boston, really liked Boston. I think the Celtics would have loved to have brought him back, but obviously they weren't going to pay the amount, you know, that, that he got in Miami. Some interesting options out there any of those three guys makes makes sense for this year's roster especially I, I know the Celtics don't want to consider this like you know a kind of a, a waiting year but it kind of is a waiting year like if, if they're going to create max cap space for next season that makes sense to make this a waiting year Jalen Brown is still under contract for another three years Jason Tatum is still under contract for another four years you have time if you can create a max a max cap space slot if you can have that chance to bring in Bradley Beal a hundred percent do what you can this year, try to win a bunch of games. But really, I think the eye on the future makes some sense here. It's very funny how all of the moves here are clearly priming them to sign somebody next offseason. Whomst could it be? <laughs> Who might that be? All the reporting that's like, Bradley Beal is going to remain with the Wizards for now. <laughs> like <laughs> Exactly. Right after that, somebody was like, actually, I'm not going to get traded. I'm going to stay. And I'm just going to leave next season and pick where I want to go myself. <laughs> Yeah, like, and you know, and it's funny too because Beal is saying basically like, "Yeah, let's let's try to build something here." I think everybody knows that the Washington Wizards cannot build; they're way too far away. They don't have the pieces. They you know made the play-in game this year. They did not get a lottery pick this year. If they'd had a lottery pick this year, maybe they could trade the rights to Jalen Suggs or the rights to Evan Mobley or something like that for a star. But they didn't, and they can't. And here we are. So. It's just there's no way the Wizards can build a team that is going to maintain Bradley Beal if he's trying to chase a championship. The Celtics are ready-made. The Celtics are very much putting themselves in a position. And you know what? If Beal 
doesn't want, you know, if Beal ends up like staying in Washington or if they trade him somewhere else and he signs there or whatever, then the Celtics have max cap space and two stars already in place. Like they could go out, not Chris Paul, but they could pursue somebody like Chris Paul, where it's even if it's an aging guy, somebody who can come in and help a young roster get to the next level. Like it makes a lot of sense. And it's funny because in one of our recent episodes, we talked so much about the two paths. And I feel like so much of Gino Times, like off air conversations too, have been about these two paths and how it's like, okay, are you going to trade? for a superstar and just go all in on championship contender mode right now? Or are you going to commit to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and start to actually make moves that complement them and make this team a contender? And they've chosen a third path, (laughs) a better path, in which we keep both. We don't have to mortgage uh, Jalen and we can undo a bunch of the moves that have been hampering us, sort of use this as a reset year. It appears they're going this third route in which they're hoping to assign a max player if possible or like be able to acquire a max. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a cousin of going all in with this team, right? Like, yeah, it's not the same. Like, obviously it's not going all in on them this year, but it's like extending it. And I think it's an easy sell to say it to Tatum and Jalen, look, we're going to go all in trying to win games with you this year. Like let's win as much as we can. And then next off season, we have max free agent cap space. Like that's, that's a compelling thing. And honestly, one thing that that does is you could tell Jason Tatum, Hey man, look, you spent all this time with team USA. You have all these buddies around the league, call some people up. You're here for the next four years. (laughs) Like make this team what you want it to be next year, because we've got a max free agent slot do a little tampering, uh, you know, call around a little bit. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think the other thing is if the Celtics can sign somebody next year, they still have every future pick. They still have Aaron Neesmith, Romeo Langford, like for whatever that's worth, might not be worth anything, but if it's worth something, they still have all those young guys and all their picks. Yeah. You're not going to go get like a fourth superstar, but if you can go get somebody who's really going to help, like somebody who's going to really help the three stars that you will have after you, you know, make your signing in free agency, it's a great place to be. Exactly. So like when we had originally talked about the future, we were like, yeah, you should like try and strike a deal now. But given what we know now, after seeing these deals, you could still hang on to those young players and the picks as assets and do that next year. Once you know who your third star is going to be. Definitely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And it, it does feel like that's sort of crystallizing a little bit. And honestly, it, it like, I think the smartest thing that they're doing is they're not doing the sunk cost fallacy with Evan Fournier, right? Evan Fournier is a good player. And he's a really good scorer. And it would be really easy to say, oh my gosh, like we, we used like this super valuable Gordon Hayward trade exception, trade player exception on him. We gave up four second round picks to, you know, essentially to, to bring him in. Like, that's a lot. Like, you know, what are we doing here? But they're not doing that. They're doing a really smart thing, I think. And they're just saying, thank you for your service. Good luck wherever you go next, but we're not going to give you this much money. And we're definitely not going to give you this many years because we know that we can build something better if we let you go in the very near future, not immediately, but in the near future. And it's not a great look when you see what happened with Gordon Hayward and how they could have just traded him. However, given the circumstances, I feel like they've recovered quite nicely. And if you look at everything that GM Brad has done so far, trading Kemba Walker for Al Horford, getting rid of Tristan Thompson, most likely not re-signing Evan Fournier, 
they all come back to the same thing, which is financial flexibility. Clearly, that is the team's priority right now. And I think they're going to try and use this year to just prime them for next season. And that's when we will see the moves that are actually like going all in. The Celtics are actually trying to win. Like, I don't know. With this upcoming free agency, they might sign guys that we know and that are solid rotation players like a Jeff Green, like a Kelly Olenek. But obviously those guys aren't going to put the Celtics over the top. It'll make the team better for sure, but it's not going to be like to the next level. They're just setting themselves up to do that next year. That is what it feels like. Yeah, it really feels like they're setting the table and makes a lot of sense. Like GM Brad, he's he's doing pretty well. He seems to have a real vision for what he's trying to do. And he's undoing some of the worst moves that Danny Ainge made toward the end. And credit to him. You know, so far, so good. Again, we had sort of pitted those two paths against each other. It's basically, you want to keep Jalen Brown and build around them, or you want to trade Jalen Brown and get a superstar. And Brad's like, actually, I'm going to keep Jalen Brown and go get a superstar. <laughs> there's there's advantages to both sides. What if, hear me out, we subtract the disadvantages, put the advantages together, and here we are. <laughs> Pretty good. This man's a genius. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see what they do when free agency does open Monday at six. I now am in the point where I'm not necessarily like expecting. We like talked about those like minor splashy moves. Like, sure, there's going to be some guys that we recognize, but now I'm fully in like, I can't wait till next season. Yeah, I mean, which is a phenomenal grift, right? Always like have everybody excited for next season. (laughs) But in this case, it does make sense. So last thing we'll just touch on, Lonzo Ball was tied to the Celtics a second time. Now, uh, Jake Fisher at Bleacher Report reported that the Celtics are one of several teams who are interested in Lonzo. So that's a little bit more smoke there. Lonzo's interesting at this point in his career. He's more of a 3 and D guy who's got like a little bit of, just kind of a little bit of passing to his game. Because he's not a pick and roll guy. He's not, you know, a break you down off the dribble guy, certainly. But he is, you know, he made a ton of threes last year. His revamped shot looks amazing. He's a really solid defender. He makes a lot of sense to me. Again, with Lonzo, can the Celtics get him for like a one-year deal? You know, like I, I have a hard time with that one because I think Lonzo is going to command at least a couple of years. And again, the Celtics are being pretty blatant about what they're what they're trying to do so far. If they don't feel like they can offload him or if they feel like his money is going to interfere with their free agency pursuit next offseason, I have a hard time seeing it. But he is a good player. He would make them better. He would be an intriguing addition to this roster if it somehow happened. If the Celtics signed just a bunch of free agents to like one-year deals, maybe one to a two-year deal, that will be hilarious to me. <laughs> like could brad show his cards anymore <laughs> and the thing is it does not matter if he shows his cards the only thing that matters is are jason tatum and bradley beal still really good pals one could argue the more he shows his cards the better because <laughs> it's just a deliberate message to jason tatum of like help is coming your friend yeah. is coming and yep. if not your friend somebody else who's really good is coming like yep. Like the only way I could see Lonzo coming is if the Celtics, like like if somebody who the Celtics could evaluate and say, that is a guy who, if we offloaded a first round pick, like we could easily get off his money. <laughs> like if that, if that was, if that was what their goal was, then that would make some sense. We will see what happens. Like we said, free agency starts tomorrow, 6 PM over the next, over the course of the next week, Geno time is going to have nightly content. Well, I guess we'll probably put them out in the mornings. We'll record every night, just breaking down everything that happens and seeing if, especially, you know, who the Celtics have signed, if they haven't signed anybody who's still on the board, that type of thing. Quick hitter episodes, but just a little recap. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate all of you. If anybody wants to leave us a five-star rating or a review, we would really appreciate it. If you need instructions on how to do that, reach out to us. We can certainly help you out. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know where to find us, and we will talk to you all again tomorrow.